You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! It is a football Friday. Welcome to the pod, everybody. Bob Matthews here with you. We have made it, and we got tons of stuff going on today. Uh, we got to get a little scouting report here from Ron Rivera and what he expects to see uh, with the Arizona Cardinals this weekend as your Washington football team heads out west for that, a battle of undefeateds, both at 1-0. Hey, take what we can get, you know what I'm saying? We're also going to give you some burgundy and gold fantasy sleepers that you might want to check out this week. And, of course, our Redskins insider, Robbie Duncan, is going to be with us as we break down some of that coach's tape that we finally got from the NFL late Wednesday night. Uh, first, though, let's go out to practice. Somebody cue that dramatic music for me, will you? All right, now I'm not saying Carson Wentz was not a test. Carson Wentz was definitely a test. The defense passed with flying colors last week. Much different test, though, coming up this week. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, an offense that's pro- you know, you would think on paper it, it's going to be a little more or a lot more explosive than the Eagles last week. Certainly has the names. Having said that, they still only put 24 points on the board. It's not like they put 40 up on San Francisco, but it will definitely be a different challenge for the defense and the defensive front. Eight sacks last week against Philly. I am not expecting that kind of a stat output this week. But again, the big thing is keeping the Arizona offense contained. One of the things that we asked Ron Rivera about yesterday. Well, that's all part of the game. Sometimes that, that's going to happen. They're going to take shots. You know, you're gonna, you, you, what you got to do is you got to be disciplined and you can't sit on those routes and anticipate some sort of break off of it. You know, when, when you start selling your feet, expect them to run a dig or to run a stop or run a comeback, that gets you in trouble. And, and so really, it's really about the discipline of it. So again, you know, what we have to do is just play disciplined football and do our assignments. Max Simmons got to play smart football. That's for doggone sure. You know, first and foremost, you, you, you've got to play disciplined and smart football against a guy like Kyler because he's going to extend plays and you, you've got to be able to, you know, be where you're supposed to be, focus in on, on, on what your, 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 Simon is and, and go from there. You know, if a, if a guy starts getting antsy, starts getting nosy, starts looking in the backfield, um, he can give up plays. You know, he can lose sight of where he's supposed to, uh, who he's supposed to be covering. Um, one thing they can't do either is, is you got to, you know, you got to be strict in your zones. If you're playing zone coverage, you got to get to your landmarks. You got to connect to who you're supposed to connect to. And so it's, it's very vital that the back seven understands that because, you know, again, if, 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 if he breaks contain or he extends a play, you know, you have to be disciplined enough to force him, you know, to, 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 to either throw the ball away or, 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 or run on his own. So discipline, do your jobs, stay where you're supposed to be, don't get out of your lane, which 
I have a feeling we're going to see them be a lot better at this year than in years past. And I also think it's going to help that Jack Del Rio has a much simpler defense for him, more reacting and, um, and less thinking about where you're supposed to be. We also asked Rivera uh, about the Washington offense. Hey, 27 points. Look, <laughs> that would be one of the best uh, offensive outputs of the year last year in terms of total points. And yes, I know. They all of the touchdown drives started on the Eagles half of the field. And it sounds like that's something that Rivera knows as well because he says there is a lot more work that this group has to do. I think there's a ways to go for us offensively. I mean, defense is just a little easier to, to I think, to, to plug and play. Offensively, there's a lot, a lot of little nuances that we've got to improve on and a lot of little details we've got to get better with. And, you know, as, as we grow and become better as, uh, at that as a, as a team, I, I think, you know, we can really go out and make some things happen. But right now, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface of it. Um, again, Scotty's got a pretty creative mind, you know, as do a lot of the offensive coaches. So it's, it's going to take a while before we get to where we want to be. You know, it's, it's, it's not one of those things where, you know, you, as you start game planning, you, you start adding and adding and adding. I mean, now when you start game planning, you're going to really just put what you believe in the game plan is going to help you win the game. So we're, 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 I think we, we've got a ways to go and, you know, you probably really won't see the, or get a feel for it until really next season. But, you know, I'm okay with that. I think it's very interesting and very telling that that's what Rivera says. It's not force this system down the quarterback slash rest of the offense's throats and tell them, hey, this is the system and this is what you got to do in order to win. They are putting it in gradually, making sure that they've got what they need in the toolbox every week in order to give themselves the best chance to win the game while kind of long-term teaching the whole system. I think that that's a good way to go. We also asked Rivera about uh, Antonio Gibson, who he says, you know, flashed a little bit yesterday and thinks we're going to see some big things out of in the next few weeks. I thought he did well. You know, again, he's a young guy, and you want to kind of introduce some guys uh, gradually. You know, for the things that we're asking of him, I thought he handled those pretty well. And, you know, in talking with Scotty, I know there's some more opportunities that we, we can create for, uh, for for Antonio. You know, he's a, he's a heck of a football player, and he showed you a couple of things that, you know, when the ball in his hands, he can be dynamic. So, you know, we most certainly are looking for opportunities for not just him, but all our guys. I'm going to get into Antonio Gibson here uh, in a couple of minutes when we uh, look at some fantasy sleepers for you for the uh, Washington football team. For this week, uh, he had an interesting comment about Sadiq Charles as well. You know, the kid from LSU, left tackle. I think by now, for those of us who watch it closely, we know Jerron Christian did not have a very good game at left tackle. Although Rivera said he kind of rallied in the second half, as did the entire team. He said that Charles was healthy and was out there competing at practice this week. And he said it in a tone that makes you think that he could be seeing some playing time here in the next couple of weeks. Um, or that's just wishful thinking on my part. But I got a feeling, uh, I, and we're going to talk, we'll talk to Robbie about this too. Uh, I got a feeling you're going to be seeing the rookie from LSU here uh, if Christian struggles uh, against Arizona. Uh, all right, we got to get uh, to some fantasy here. Believe it or not, there might be a couple of sleeper or twos out there on the Washington football team that you might want to think about 
in your fantasy lineups this week. Now, I've got a whole article on this over at sportsjourney.com, so go ahead and head on over there after you finish listening to this, and you can read that as well as the rest of our football coverage for the week. But um, let's I think, do we... Have we got have we got some fantasy football music here? Really, really, this is this is the best we can come up with. That is out. Yeah. Okay. And it was a cheesy show back in the seventies. I mean, except for Ricardo Montalban. You know, I mean, he was always really angsty. That's, that's the best we could do. You know, because nobody would ever think about the Fantasy Island being so for fantasy football. And we're committed to it now. Because, you know, if you're going to do this, then you've got to at least wait until Tattoo reads the bell. Okay. Yes. Tick, 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 tick. Here we go. Oh, well, that was certainly worth it, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? All right, let's get into it. Um, obviously, you are. this is not uh, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the rest of the Chiefs offense, but if you are already looking at injuries or perhaps you uh, need some, you, you've got like in a running back three or something like that that, you've, that you need to fill, there are probably some guys that you at least want to think about in burgundy and gold. Uh, first one, uh, and I actually listed two in slot number one, but that's Peyton Barber and Antonio Gibson. Now, if you're handcuffing these two guys, your running back situation is probably uh, in some really bad shape. But here's one of the reasons. you know Maybe you want to take a flyer on this in a FanDuel game or something like that. Here's the reason why. Even though it's running back by committee, they ran the ball a, a fair amount, and, and the lion's share of that was those two guys. In fact, um, Peyton Barber had 17 carries. Yes, he had 29 yards, but goal line situations, two touchdowns, so you would get some points with him. And the thing I like about Gibson for this week is that he got 11 touches last week, which isn't bad. He did rip off a run for 20 yards, and you got Isaiah Simmons probably going to be matched up on him this week. Now, yes, Isaiah Simmons is a very highly touted rookie from Clemson. Uh, you know, thought of as one of those as one of the premier hybrid guys. You know, safety linebacker type of person. As a matter of fact, for when we were talking draft earlier this year. And started in with the crazy conspiracy theories. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was the name that came up if the Redskins, if the uh, Washington football team, excuse me, wanted to trade down. Maybe get some more picks, give up Chase Young for some draft choices, and take Isaiah Simmons. Fortunately, that didn't happen. Reason I mention that is because Simmons got torched uh, by Raheem Mostert on a 76-yard uh, swing pass for a touchdown. I would love to see Gibson get out in space against him as well. So we'll see what we shall see there. Terry McLaurin is not a is a pretty obvious choice there. Here's what I liked about Scary Terry last week. Seven targets, five catches, and 61 yards. Everybody in his mother knows who Dwayne Haskins' number one option is. 
when you get out there, when he drops back to pass. It's Terry McLaurin. That's the reason they had a bunch of guys come in for workouts of wide receiver this week, even though they didn't sign any of them. So despite the fact that McLaurin is going to be shadowed by Patrick Peterson probably most of the game, despite the fact that everybody knows he's the wide receiver Haskins is going to first, he still got his. I mean, you know, we're only talking about we're talking about less than than 200 yards in, in you know through the air last week, and McLaurin still managed to have 61 yards in receptions. Guy's a stud; he's going to get his, no matter what. Uh, the other one I've got down here, and again, I'm talking about either taking a flyer or if you're just really hurting a tight end. Logan Thomas was not awful last week. When you look at the numbers, and you can probably find him on the waiver wire, too. He ain't going to make you forget Rob Gronkowski or George Kittles or anybody like that, but he eight targets, four receptions. A couple of those misses really weren't his, you know, his fault, and a touchdown. Again, another option in the red zone. So if you're looking for red zone scoring, you probably could do worse than Logan Thomas. I'm not sure how much worse, but again, if you need somebody... It is something to think about. Redskins insider and former Old Dominion University offensive lineman Robbie Duncan joining us now so we can break down a little tape, talk about what we think we might see this weekend out in Arizona. How are you, my friend? How was your summer? Oh, I'm good. It was good, Bob. You know, about as good as it could be stuck, cooped up in our houses. But, uh, you know, all things considered, it was, a, it was a good time. Ain't that ain't that the truth. All right, let's get into it. The NFL finally uh, gave us the All-22 tape last night. I, I think it, I think I saw it about 11 o'clock or so. Um, oh. I, I know you always you always look at uh, you concentrate on the offensive line because uh, that's that's kind of that's kind of your your uh, your wheelhouse there. Wow, uh, Wes Martin and Jerron Christian—they got them them low grades for um, from Pro Football Focus uh, for a good reason, didn't they? Yeah, they, they certainly did. They, they started rough. I think they got a little bit better as the game went on, but it wasn't that much better. Um, it was pretty rough overall. Wes Martin really struggled at uh, with his play strength. He got bullied by Malik Jackson almost every play, and it, it was just rough there. And then Jerron Christian. He had a lot of struggles with uh, against the on the edge with uh, Josh Sweat, who's not someone that's really come on yet as a uh, pass rushing threat in the NFL. He's done with a lot of injuries, I believe, over his short stint as an NFL vet. So uh, him having a poor game against a guy like that was very concerning, and uh, he really struggled at just like opening up his hips and giving Sweat an easy. Uh, an easy path to run hoops, so to speak, to get to the quarterback. And he got, uh, he got Dwayne hit a couple times that, that we would have rather him stay clean, which did not happen. That's for sure. It kind of surprised me about Martin because I thought he played okay when he played last year. Um, did it, did it surprise you that, that, that Martin struggled as much as he did? Yes, I, I was surprised. I, Cause in the limited uh, capacity that we saw him in last year, I was relatively impressed with what he did. He, uh, yeah, he, he did some good things in, in relief for Brandon Sheriff at right guard last year. So him, I don't know. I don't know what really, what happened there, but it, it seemed to, he wasn't ready, so to speak. Like he just, yeah. 
yeah, just wasn't quite ready for game day or something like that, which, you know, when you get your chances, you got to take the best or make the best of them. And he did not do that on Sunday. The, the guys that, that Jerron Christian was trying to block, because obviously this has been, you know, the topic of, of most of the, of most of the week when you talk about the offensive line, I mean, you know, was he going against guys that you consider, you know, the, the, top one third of the league when it comes to defensive linemen is it you know was he just was he overmatched because those guys just had more talent or is it something is it something you know maybe more ominous sure uh I like I said Josh Sweat was a guy that was talented coming out of Florida State mm-hmm. and he uh he's been dealing with some injuries I think over his short stint in the NFL He's, he was t- very talented. Excuse me, that's my daughter. <laughs> it, it, is um, not a pro- it is not a problem. We have all been there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Josh Sweat was talented. He, 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 was a, uh, he fell in the draft because of his injury pr- concerns. And then uh, going into Sunday, the Eagles had Derek Barnett, who I think was going to be their starting uh, the end, um, who was out for the, the week due to injuries. And so Sweat took over the, that spot. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing for him to, for Christian to have such a poor showing against a guy that hasn't really been on the field too much. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to clean up and he's now we got, uh, Sadiq Charles, rookie Sadiq Charles, who's been, uh, cleared and he's practicing fully this week, uh, who's going to be in the mix again yeah. for that, that starting spot, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, that was, that leads me to my next question brilliantly, but you know, you, I know you watched Charles uh, coming out for the draft and everything. Um, what'd you see about him that he liked and what kind of traits does he have that we think would translate well to the pro game? He, there, there's a lot of good things to like about him. He's tough. Uh, he moves uh, really well for an offensive lineman. There's, he led down the field a lot at LSU and some screens and, and looks very smooth and, and, athletic out down in the field can do it real um I, I also like his technique as a pass blocker uh he handled a lot of really good pass rushers in in the sec and and he's only 21 years old that's the crazier thing mm-hmm. there was some character concerns but you know what 20 year old at that in college doesn't quite you know who, what what 20 year old in college is a, is a saint or hasn't done something that they're gonna you know, laugh about or, or regret later down the road. <laughs> oh yeah. I could t- believe but, me. I could tell you stories. I, yeah, could, t- so, I, I mean, could tell you stories. <laughs> and we, I think what we have with the staff with Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, the Alabama guys, they're playing for the, for the team. There's a lot of good leadership now in that locker room to, to bring him along and get him up to speed and get him ready to play. But uh, you know, the things that I guess intangibly you could be concerned about is he's not necessarily the tallest or longest offensive tackle mm-hmm. but that, in my opinion that's not a a major concern as long as your technique is is good and I think that City Charles is really good at his technique um, he can be a little inconsistent at times but not not more than not more than John Christian from all, from what I've seen so I think if we can get City Charles out there healthy that that's an upgrade over John Christian Let's look ahead to uh, Sunday afternoon. Of course, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. It's out in Arizona. Um, when you look at Arizona, uh, let, let's talk about Arizona offensively. Obviously, everybody knows Kyler Murray, a much much different uh, skill set than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't, you know, is not exactly a, a sit in the pocket guy like Ben Roethlisberger. But Kyler mm-hmm. Murray is is a totally different deal. Um, you know, how do you how do you think? 
the Redskins defensive line, their skill sets will translate against, you know, Kyler Murray? Uh, I'll compare it to what the 49ers did last week. You know, I didn't watch it fully, but I, Mm -hmm. from reviews and analysis that I've seen that 49ers D line was really having to go at the Cardinals offensive line, really kind of bullying them up front. The difference is, of course, Kyler Murray is so electric and, and fast as a quarterback that he can make up for the lack of talent on the offensive line. And comparing the 49ers D line to the Reds, or excuse me, the Washington D line. <laughs> I do it all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> I think that the Washington D line is a lot more athletic than than the uh, 49ers. I mean, Nick Bosa is a great NFL talent, but he does not. He is not the athlete that Nick Bosa, or excuse me, that. Uh, Chase Young and Monta Sweat are, I think if they can handle their guy, the guy that's blocking them, they can chase down Kyler Murray better than this 49ers D-line could. Um, so I think I think it's a really favorable matchup. That that off Cardinals offensive line is hurting. They got some really uh, not so great tackles and interior offensive line is a big question mark. So I think it favors the, our, the Washington D-line very uh, very well if they just got to stay, stay uh, disciplined with their with their gaps and and keep uh, Kyler Murray in the pocket and if he does you know wrap him up that, and that's the thing too I'd say Kyler compared to Carson Wentz Wentz is nearly as fast as Kyler is but Wentz was very tough he was smart in how he evaded sacks Kyler is just so quick I think if they can get a hold of Kyler then he's mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna have him down for a sack he's just so small so I, I think I, I feel very good about the uh, Washington D line's chances on Sunday. Yeah, did, what, did it? Were you were you surprised that they played as well as they did against Philadelphia? I mean, I was looking at it, and you know, adding Chase Young into the mix, it just seemed like you know, forget the fact that he's just a freak athletically. It was almost like Chase Young was that tipping point on that defensive line that turned it from a really good one into into possibly an elite one this year. Yeah, I mean, we all had expectations going into that game. You know, the the Eagles offensive line was hurt. Lane Johnson didn't play. We knew that the offensive line is talented, but seeing the, that result of eight sacks and you know, we they had more chances for that for a sack too. Yeah, it was very very exciting and encouraging that this D line can really be something special. Because um, bringing down Carson Wentz is no easy feat, as we all saw. And it, as as we've seen over the years, he he is very elusive and and savvy in the pocket. Hi, baby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> so, it's me. all it's all on tape. We just edit this part out. It's no big. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. By by the way, you're gonna. I know everybody tells you this, and you're not gonna believe it. You blink, and they're gonna be in college. Just trust me. I I know. She's only 19 months, and she's. Clearly, no, clearly, yeah, clearly she's brilliant. Girls always are. Yeah. All right, jumping back into it. Yeah, no, last last question. Um, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I wanted to get your reaction on it. I was sitting there last night in bed, This, how sad is this, um, watching watching the tape, and that just the one play in the first half where Chase Young beat, uh, I think it was uh, an offensive tackle, uh, the, the strip. The, uh, he beats an offensive tackle. He beats a running back, gets a hold of Carson Wentz, and then, oh, by the way, winds up uh, making the strip, the strip sack on him. Uh, I mean, did you watch that and just go, wow, what can't this guy do? 
I mean, that was yeah. that was definitely something. That was that was a play you see like a a ten year vet or you know a guy like Vaughn Miller or Khalil Mack do. That's that's elite stuff that you watch and see on that play. To have the awareness to know to spin inside off of that running back chip like that, and, and it's almost like he planned it the way he transitioned from that chip to the to the spin was. I mean, it was just incredible. And the and the the know-how and the awareness to poke that ball out while trying to wrangle Carson Wentz down is just so so impressive for a young rookie like that to be so smart and have such such a high football IQ. Yeah. All right. Robbie Duncan, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you go spend time with your daughter. That's definitely right. more important than doing something like this. I know you'll be watching um, Sunday at 4. We will talk again soon, and we will, uh, we will break down some more tape here in a couple of weeks. How about it? Sounds great, Bob. Thank you very much. Terrific. Thank you, Bob. All right. That is going to do it for us. We are out of here. Enjoy your football weekend, everybody. We will wrap up everything for you coming up on Monday. And don't forget, you can catch all of our coverage uh, right here on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold. And, of course, as always, 24-7 at sportsjourney.com. Post game coming up for you Monday. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Hey!